Hello and welcome to the seventh episode of Worldview Central Bank Insights. I'm your host, Reagan Basong, a freshman at the Wharton School of Finance, and it is my pleasure to guide you through another exploration of the largest stories regarding global financial dynamics over the past week. In, t- in today's discourse, we will turn our attention to how the economic freedom fighters of South Africa are calling for central bank reforms, um, the positive outlook for rate cuts in Italy and the ECB in general, and also the encouragement from the Chinese central bank to local businesses to accept foreign payment cards. Yeah, so to start, the economic freedom fighters, also known as the EFF, South Africa's third largest political party, has unveiled an ambitious campaign manifesto ahead of this year's national elections. Um, Led by Julius Malema, the party is calling for significant reforms, including an overhaul of central bank policy and higher corporate taxes. Um, while polls do suggest that the EFF may not secure a majority, it does have growing, growing support and this does pose a potential challenge to the ruling African National Congress and the Democratic Alliance. Um, going back to Malama's manifesto, it promises to address issues such as the nation's electricity crisis and unemployment. He pledges to reactivate all of South Africa's coal-fired power plants and to develop nuclear energy within six months, aiming to create nine million new jobs, including through the establishment of a state-owned security company. Furthermore, the EFF also maintained its stance on land expropriation without compensation, intending to resubmit a proposal to amend the constitution. However, the EFF's populist agenda and confrontational approach does raise concerns, especially among investors and business leaders. Proposals to increase the state's role in the economy, raise additional public debt, and hike taxes may unsettle financial markets. Furthermore, the parties plan to nationalize the central bank and introduce measures to prevent conflicts of interest among former bank officials add to the uncertainty surrounding its economic policies. So, as South Africa prepares for this pivotal election coming up, ultimately the EFF's manifesto definitely sets the stage for a potential realignment of the country's political and economic landscape. Next, let's um, discuss Italy and their new central bank chief Fabio Panetta, who is sounding the alarm on Eurozone inflation, signaling that the time for interest rate cuts is rapidly approaching, in his opinion. His remarks come amid concerns of ongoing disinflation and economic stagnation across Europe. He asserts that recent data clearly indicate a downward trend in inflation, challenging the notion that it would would stabilize after an initial decline. Panetta's dovish stance positions him among those advocating for a reversal of the monetary policy stance to combat disinflation and revitalize a stagnant economy. With the Eurozone economy experiencing a prolonged period of stagnation and the industrial sector facing recessionary pressures, Panetta emphasizes the urgent need for decisive action. Lastly, Panetta dismisses concerns about rapid wage growth triggering inflation, citing the limited impact of labor costs on overall company expenses and the likelihood of offsetting factors such as falling prices of intermediate goods and energy. However, his remarks underscore the complexity of the current economic landscape and the challenges facing policymakers in navigating a path towards sustainable growth and price stability in the Eurozone. Lastly, um, let's discuss China. 
and how they're pushed to encourage the acceptance of foreign bank cards and streamline mobile payments for international visitors signals a significant shift in its approach to financial accessibility. Remarks from their deputy governor underscore Beijing's concerted efforts to attract foreign tourists and businesses travelers by easing payment barriers. This move aligns with recent visa-free travel policies and reflects China's broader strategy to revitalize its tourism sector after pandemic-induced disruptions. While mobile payment adoption has surged domestically, restrictions have hindered foreigners' ability to make transactions easily. The decision to allow verified users to connect international credit cards to popular mobile pay apps like WeChat and Alipay marks a notable departure from previous limitations. This initiative not only enhances convenience for visitors, but also aligns with China's goal of modernizing its financial infrastructure to accommodate global payment norms. As China continues its efforts to enhance financial inclusivity and promote cross-border transactions, partnerships with global payment networks like Visa and MasterCard are pivotal. The recent approval for MasterCard's joint venture to process domestic payments signifies progress in opening up China's financial market to foreign players. With initiatives like Alipay Plus allowing seamless QR code payments for users of foreign mobile wallet apps, China is positioning itself as a more accessible and interconnected destination for international visitors. And yeah, um, in conclusion, we have uncovered how the economic freedom fighters of South Africa are calling for central bank reforms, um, the positive outlook for rate cuts in Italy, and the encouragement from the, chi- from the Chinese central bank to local businesses to accept foreign payment cards. As we continue to live throughout this financial landscape, the ripples of change will definitely continue being felt across economies worldwide. So that's a wrap for this week's Central Bank Roundup. I hope you enjoyed. If you have topics you want me to dive into next week or thoughts on today's show, hit me up anytime. You'll find all my contact details in the show notes. Until next time, cheers.